Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit doordevil.com and enter best ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Michael Becker. Hi, Michael. Hey, Joe. Hi there. I am so excited to talk to Michael, and Best Ever listeners, I know you're going to get a lot out of this conversation as well, because Michael has a tremendous amount of experience in real estate investing, and more specifically, what excites me about this conversation is just his path of progress and how quickly that's transpired over the course of the last 12 months. He has started investing in multifamily properties. He is a managing member of four LLCs that control 800 units in Dallas-Fort Worth. And like I mentioned, he's been doing that specific tactic for about a year. He has 218 units under contract right now, and Thursday of this week, he's closing on another 160. So would love to hear more about um, that, and we will. A little bit more about his background is he's been a mortgage banker for 15 years, so he's been in the industry for a while, but deal syndication is something that he's new to and has started off with a bang. Um, so with that being said, Michael, can you tell us a little bit more about your background? Sure. Yeah, like you mentioned, I'm I've been a, a banker for about 15 years and kind of been around the real estate investing uh, world as a vendor, you know, providing debt for all my clients. And uh, you know, several years several years ago, I uh, I was filing my tax returns and I realized I couldn't even itemize. I'm just a, a W-2 stiff, so kind of sitting back and looking at all my clients for all these years, get rich and pay, you know, zero or, or next to zero in taxes on it, kind of kicked me in the butt and, and got me motivated to go out and ended up starting in the, the single family world. And I did uh, over over 15 houses um, and, and subsequently sold all but one of them now. And, uh, you know, back year, year and a half ago, realized that market was kind of drying up. So uh, my opportunity kind of kind of was more uh, coming in line and saw that there was a pretty good opportunity in the multifamily space and, you know, used my background and all my connections to, you know, being being in the industry. I uh, started, you know, doing deal syndications. And like you said, I've done done uh, four of them and, you know, got two that are that are imminent now. So uh, you'll be almost 1,200 units you know, here really, really soon. That's incredible. I mean, to be able to go from single-family homes to deal syndication and then just at a lightning quick speed go from zero to what looks to be 1,200 in a couple months, how did you – I mean, everybody must be wondering, how did you – do that so quickly? What's the secret to making that happen? 
Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I mean, being being in the industry, I, you know, I, I was doing uh, a few loans for a group out of Southern California, and you know, me being located in Dallas, there's quite a few people from Southern California that own apartment complexes in, in the DFW area, and uh, they they had uh, identified that they had a need, they needed someone locally in the market to kind of be their their boots on the ground. Uh, and act as an asset manager role, and and when you know when I, when I identified that opportunity, I went out and asked for it and seized it, and that's kind of how I got started. So you know we they would uh, put up the, the majority of the money, and I would put it in a little bit and kind of run the deal for them, and you know like I said, be the boots on the ground or what I, what I kind of describe as taking you know, the ownership off the money. So I kind of take over the ownership function while they uh, you know they just kind of sit there and be a little bit more passive in the deal. Um, so that's kind of how you know I, I saw the opportunity, and they, they had uh, quite a bit of quite a bit of capital, and we were able to expand pretty quick. How are you able to find the deals, and then what type of deals do you look for? Yeah, so uh, I, I find the deals today. We we pretty much exclusively try to try to locate off market deals, stuff stuff that hasn't been fully fully exposed. As, as you're you're pretty familiar, being from the DFW area, it's a pretty competitive environment right now so when these deals get on the market they get a lot of exposure and bid up and a lot of interest and the, the pricing kind of gets away from you a little bit so we um you know, really focus on on the network and just really uh you know, constantly calling constantly meeting uh you know just hounding all my networks and uh, my network and resources and every everybody i know just trying to f- find and locate these deals so it just takes a lot of effort and a lot of uh, kind of grunt work um you know the, the type of property we we identify, you know, we look for class B, class C multifamily that has uh, so, some little bit of upside. So we specifically target properties that are pretty well occupied. By by being pretty well occupied, we can secure them with Fannie Mae loans, uh, which is a non-recourse loan, which is, which is great. Don't have to sign personal guarantees. But we look for properties that have a physical issue or management issue or likely both. We come in pretty well capitalized, um, cure all the physical issues, you know, update the uh, the units, you know, put in new flooring and appliances, and generally just make the place a better place to live. And then, uh, you know, we target properties that are 10 to 15 percent on our market rents. Once we we make it a, a good place to live, we'll come in and try to push the revenue up. And then we also, you know, try to look for ways we can do some cost containment on on some of the expenses. Why would a seller want to do a deal off market versus taking it to the market and getting the highest price possible since as you mentioned the you know round of investors are naturally going to bid up the price of the property yeah you know the uh, the, the the deal we have under contract and we're going to close on Thursday is a perfect example this this gentleman's owned it since 1987 and he's an owner operator and his manager has been on site for 20 20 plus years and you know when you go and market a, a multifamily property it's a pretty invasive thing for the staff I mean they're going to be subjected to 20 30 tours and they got to you know drag investors around asking them god knows what kind of questions 20 30 times and they get the offers and then you got to go through once you get on a contract, you got to go through, you know, uh, your physical inspections where you walk every unit and you send vendors out to check out the roof and the sewer and, you know, all the physical components to the uh, to the buildings. So it's a pretty involved uh, process that, you know, a lot of these these people who've owned them for a long time, they just don't want to go through that extensive marketing period and, you know, be that hard on their staff. And it's in particular for owner operators, a little bit more painful than than uh, someone who hires a third party management company. 
And with the financing part, you said you typically do what type of financing? Uh, so Fannie Mae not only is the largest lender on single-family homes, they're they're the dominant player in the apartment market as well. So we uh, we we typically secure these with Fannie Mae loans, which are you know 10-year loans on 30-year amortizations, and they'll the leverage up to 80% of cost, and um, they're non-recourse. So we don't have if uh, you know everything goes bad and we get a really bad down cycle, and you know the rent soften or or occupancy dips. We can't service the debt, then uh, you can give the keys back to Fannie Mae, and they they can't sue you for you know a deficiency or come try to collect the the balance from you. It's a non-recourse loan. That's good to know and scary to think about, even with even with uh, non-recourse, giving the keys back. Oh yeah, yeah, but it's a it's a good thing to uh, you know when when you get into the, the business and you have a little bit of experience that you. You know the 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 property can stand on its own, and Fannie Mae will you know give you a loan. They underwrite it really really uh, thoroughly, so they they feel you know pretty confident in the, in the deal stands on its own. So they don't need someone you know to stand behind it personally. And you got multiple things that we can you know go into if you wanted to about what it takes to qualify. But you know high level, the property's just got to be you know pretty well occupied and in pretty decent physical shape. And uh, you know you got to have experienced principals behind it, and they'll, they're willing to do non-recourse debt, but you know if the property qualifies. So based on your experience, what is the best real estate investing advice ever? Uh, two two things I think are are you know, good advice. I, I think you know first if you're starting out, you need to get educated. Uh, you know you need to. It's a uh, it's not something that you know most people are, are born knowing. I mean this is stuff that is developed and learned over time. There's there's definitely a, a proper way and a system to do all this stuff. So uh, invest in your education first, and, and second, you know you need to get networked. Uh, you need to be around like-minded people that are wanting to do the same thing or potentially give you some capital to help you you know buy a a, a property as a group. And, uh, you know, you can't get networks sitting in your, your house by yourself. You need to get out and get, you know, get around like-minded people and, you know, get in the industry and make sure everyone knows that you're looking to buy, you know, either, you know, in my case, apartment complex or buy single family houses or buy, you know, office buildings, whatever it is, you need to get networked. Cause you know, in, in Dallas is, is a good example we have over 6 million people in the metropolitan area and doing the little class C, class B multifamily. It's just a handful of uh, brokers that control 80% of the market. So if you can get in and get well known with those people, you have a pretty good you know, you definitely increase your chances of success by by getting networked with the right people. With the get educated point, local RIAs having a consultant, speaking with people who are successfully doing what you want to do, books, seminars. From a get network standpoint, how would you recommend somebody approach that? Yeah, the, the education. I mean, one of the, I, I was in the industry, so that that kind of shortcut of me. But uh, for most people, they I think a, a good starting point is trying to get into local RIA clubs that are focused on the you know, the asset class that you're trying to get into. Uh, you know, so a multifamily, single family, you know, whatever it be, just get networked in there, and that that's a good way to start. Um, or get educated there, and then that's also a good place to get networked because you'll be around a lot of like-minded people. And then really it's just trying to find these listings and, and you know, going and, and, you know, getting the offering memorandums from the brokers and going on tours and, you know, basically just telling everyone around you what you're doing and what you're interested in. That's a good way to start networking because if, if they don't understand what you what you want and what you're looking for and, you know, who you are, you're never going to you're never going to be exposed to the right deal.
And on that Get Network point, you happen to be the reason why this podcast exists. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. When we met uh, this summer and you were telling me about all the deals that you were doing and you know, the people you're meeting with and the people I should speak to and the podcast that you were launching, I was like, oh, my gosh, he's doing so much stuff. I am not maximizing my uh, ability. And as a result, I, I ended up launching the podcast uh, in late July, actually. Um, and, you know, it's it's been tremendously rewarding and, and a great experience. And I've got to meet a lot of people as a result of it. And it's all because primarily because of the example that you set with how actively involved you are towards your goals. And I think that's incredibly inspirational. Oh, well, thank you. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, not that many hours in the day and I try to do everything I can to maximize it all. And, you know, I want to, I want to achieve a lot in this life. So, you know, I'm constantly, you know, pushing and pushing myself and pushing my limits and, you know, stretching to try to, you know, do more. So I, I, I appreciate your, your kind words there. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's go. Best ever book you've read. Uh, I like the two Ken McElroy books, the ABCs of Real Estate Investing and the Advanced uh, Real Estate Investing, I believe is what it's called. Um, those are those are two pretty good fun, uh, fundamental books. Uh, I actually read them after I started doing doing deals, and it was heartening to me to realize that, you know, a, a successful guy like him who you know owns almost 10,000 units and the way he operates and the way I operate are, are pretty similar. So I think those are pretty good foundational books if someone wants to get into uh, commercial real estate investing and specifically multifamily. Best ever personal growth experience and what you've learned from it. The best growth experience was, you know, I was, uh, as a vendor, you know, being a banker, I was around a lot of deal syndicators and been participating in deal in deals, you know, by, by loaning money. But the the first, you know, first one I did on my own was a pretty, pretty good learning experience, you know, and just learning, uh, you know, how to, how to deal with some tough questions and everyone's personality and, and everyone's uh, pressure points and just trying to, you know, overcome, you know, obstacles along the way. I think that was, that was a pretty good growth experience for me. Best ever success habit you practice? Yeah, I'm a big, big believer of setting out goals and then setting, you know, uh, and, and constantly looking back to make sure that I'm, you know, uh, doing the proper activities to go achieve the goals. You know, I always try to keep my eye on the prize and keep pushing myself to achieve the, the, the big milestones in my life that I'm, that I'm you know, set, set for myself. I'm excited to hear your response on this one. Best ever deal you've done? Uh, I think the best ever deal I've done is going to be the last one I did. Uh, the, the time you were in town, we were just just I closed it. Um, you know, it's a 260-unit uh, apartment complex in a suburb of Dallas called Irving. It's a uh, you know 1968 construction property, and it, it had you know pretty pretty decent amount of deferred maintenance, um, and had you know we we think it was around 20% of our market rents and. We we just kind of came in and you know over the first four or five months out we we've owned it we were just exceeding all our all our performance and all our projections so I'm pretty excited about it. What value add opportunities did you identify with this property? Uh, so that so that property I mean it had it had several things uh, you know like like I mentioned it had some pretty good deferred maintenance for example. Uh, the first rainstorm after we bought it, you know, it was 260 units, and we had a well over 20 reported active roof leaks. 
So, you know, the, the previous owner just said neglected it. So, you know, we, we obviously had to do the roof and we've done quite a bit of exterior uh, carpentry work. We did a full paint job. Uh, we rebranded the property, so we changed the name. Um, we put a, a really cool backlit sign so it glows at night. You know, when you drive by it, we put on uh, murals on the property. So we, we, we hired a muralist to come paint a, a scene on the property, which sounds kind of silly, but when you're, when you're driving, it's on a pretty trafficked street. So you're driving by, you know, it definitely stands out. And, uh, and then we're doing things like, you know, simple things like adding barbecue grills to picnic tables and, and a playground where there wasn't a playground before. So th- things like that, that when, you know, we're coming in and, you know, raising everyone's rent and, uh, you know, and, and, and asking them to pay for some of the utilities that, that you know, they're seeing some value. Um, you know, on the expense side, one of the things that we did is we, we implemented a water conservation program which was uh, it's pretty pretty simple. You just go, you know, unit by unit. We hired a company, and they'll, they'll go in and, you know, identify any leaks of the faucets or anything like that and, uh, you know, fix the leaks. They'll put, like, low-flow shower heads and, you know, new new guts into the toilets and put, like, restrictors where it, uh, you know, restricts the amount of water per flush. And, you know, all those things kind of add up to the bottom line, and we think we're going to take, you know, north of 30% out of our, our water bill, which which is huge to uh, the property's, you know, performance and valuation. And I've heard of a rub system. Can you explain what that stands for? Yeah, so that property, we're, we're implementing uh, utility bill backs, uh, or, or what's com- commonly referred to as rubs, which stands for ratio utility billing system. So basically what it does is it takes, um, you know, a, a, uh, the water bill and they allocate it based off the, the, the unit type, so the number of bedrooms or bathrooms in the unit, and then the number of occupants in the unit, and you have a formula where they, you know, take the water bill and then allocate a portion of that back to each resident. So, so what it does for a property owner is, is two things. One, it, you know, allows you to, you know, get an additional income stream versus just, you know, raising rent. You can, you know, build back utilities. And then two, it, it has a behavioral effect on the residents where they, you know, watch the consumption a little bit more and, you know, report things like active water leaks versus, uh, you know, just letting the leak go, you know, for months and months and months because, you know, they don't have to participate in the water bill. They're, they're much more likely to, uh, you know, report that so you can fix it and, you know, minimize the damage uh, uh, to your water bill. Best ever quote. Uh, well, gets rewarded, gets repeated. And, Michael, what's the best ever place to reach you? Uh, t- two ways. You can email me. It's mbecker, M-B-E-C-K-E-R, at SPI Advisory. That's mbecker of the SPI Advisory. Or you can call me at 214-675-2793. Well, you are rocking and rolling, and I love speaking with people like you who are just on fire doing uh, what they are very good at and have have a system in place and sticking to it and just maximizing the potential that uh, you have and then also bringing others along for the ride and, and everybody's benefiting from uh, people in your company to investors to the residents who are living at these apartment communities because they're getting uh, you know better better quality service and uh, and even murals and artwork uh, in the in the property so it's it's great to hear yeah thanks joe well thank you so much for being on the show is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention you know really the the thing that gives a lot of people is kind of the the fear of it you know you just need to get out there and get started i mean you're never going to know everything you need to know so once you get over that fact you just need to start 
you know, start with an education, get a get a base knowledge, start getting networked, and just start doing deals. It's uh, you know, real estate investing is a, a pretty neat thing. If you've done correctly, you know, you can create a massive amount of wealth and and do it paying next to nothing in tax. So it's a uh, can't think of two two other things that are more more exciting than that personally. So that's awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Michael. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, see you, Joe. Bye. Hey you, best ever listener, do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.